This is the Queen of Voodoo, Mama Shango, and you're listening to Wrestling with Entertainment. Entertainment, bringing you the latest exclusive breaking news, previewing and reviewing the latest songs from WWE, AEW, New Japan, everything in between every Saturday, and interviewing all your favorite wrestlers on Wednesday on YouTube and CastBox, sponsored by Rogue Energy. Use promo code WRESTLINGWITHE for 10% off your next purchase. And of course your host, that guy, James J. With the leader of Squaw Squad, Coleco Yards, who isn't here, but who is actually here, the American Scooter Dust. Shout out to my granny. She's doing so well. Gotta promote the numbers. And it's a great day for wrestling. As of uh, last uh, last week, we interviewed Mama Shango, who is soon to be a mama herself. That was a really interesting interview, and I'm excited to see what is in store for her coming in the future. You know, wrestling related. Oh, oh ab- absolutely. Given that we are the uh... First podcast that she's uh, talked to in quite some time. Yeah. And, you know, the the big takeaway, you know, was that, you know, wrestling is still on her radar. That and don't wrestle while pregnant. Or at least while seven months pregnant. Well, nobody told Paige's mother that. Ooh. <laughs> um, it's under hate tweets to at James J. 993. Um, so, uh, and next week on the show, we have Travis Huckabee on. One of our most more interesting interviews, um, some of the best road stories we've had on the show so far, I would say. Yes, oh, uh, absolutely, and something else quite rare, you might pick up a sense that Travis might not like me all that much. <laughs> He's still a great <laughs> No, I think, that, I think because you're a New Yorker, you're just guilty by association. And uh, if you want to know, if you ever wondered, hey, what My Hero Academia character is Love Doug, um, you find out on that interview. But don't, uh, don't take our word for it. Here's a small snippet of that interview if you're kind of on the fence about it. Well, speaking of uh, upcoming matches, uh, we did interview Kennedy Copeland uh, a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago to be exact. Um, and she told us to tell you that you are afraid of her, and if you were a real man, you'd wrestle <laughs> her in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Your response? <laughs> all facts. Um, I would say Chris Pratt emoji. Chris Pratt emoji or 
No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. She, she'll if she's listening to this, she'll know exactly what emoji I mean. What a great clip! Wouldn't you say, Scooter? Oh, uh, absolutely. And again, it, you, you got to hear the entire interview to really get the full context of what you just heard. You got a little taste. You got a little appetizer. Now you got to go get the entree. And you might want to listen to the Kennedy Copeland interview kind of before that interview as well, just to uh, set some things up as well. Uh, and then the week after that, um, May 19th, um, RIP Undertaker and Kane's parents, uh, we have Jules Malone on, the hardcore princess. And another Canadian from Canada, another interesting chat with me. I think she's our first deathmatch wrestler, isn't she, Scooter? Mm, no. Kennedy would be considered our first uh, deathmatch. I think you also consider Mark Shaw as oh. well. I mean, true, yeah, he, he did, um, uh, Castro. Uh, primary, this is our first, uh, openly, uh, has, that has ultimately made her name on, uh, Deathmatch Wrestling. Absolutely, and don't miss that, uh, interview on May 19th. Two words, vagina staples, which, which will now be my official new uh, drag name. Okay, then. Um, last week uh, was also um, Chad Spectacular's uh, Serenade. Um, yes. yes, I'm... I'm trying to pull up the results for that right now. <coughs> Unfortunately, it did not air on IWTV. Um, but again, just because the event has come and gone does not mean you can stop uh the fight for mental health awareness. Again, this event between uh, Chad and Larry Legend are all into two great causes, uh, the Second Line and the Trevor Project. Both just great charities for uh, you know, suicide prevention, anti-bullying, and everything to help battle mental awareness. Can you tell that I'm trying to stretch everything so I can find the results? Um, when I... It's okay, if I come, we could come back to it. <laughs> if, I, if I come across them, I will... Uh, I will definitely... I will try to... I will, you'll hear me go... No, I don't know what you'll hear me do, but... I will keep looking. Okay, then. 
Uh, another uh, good, good piece of news as well. Um, technically not front of the show, but kind of in essence from uh, Pat Buck had a kid on May the 4th. Yes, uh, as, as I uh, uh, told you, when it happened on May the 4th, of course, if you haven't heard me say it, 10 million times already, Pat Buck, WWE road agent, the man who tried to teach me everything I know about wrestling. Um, a, a man of few words, but one word you could definitely use to describe him is daddy. Uh, congratulations to him and his wife. Giving birth to their uh, their son Harrison, and yes, he was born on Star Wars Day, and yes, Pat Buck was praying for it. Well, he's destined to be a Jedi now, isn't he? The Force is strong with this one, and he's I got mean, a nurse. There's a high mini chlorian count if. Um... If he willed that into existence. I, I mean, kid's got a nursery decorated in Star Wars. I mean, his midichlorian count is going to be off the scale. Let's just hope he likes the prequels just as much as the, the originals. <laughs> um, and another thing that we're trying to get over here on um, Wrestling with Entertainment, um, if you haven't checked on Twitter, there's something called Wrestling, uh, a Wrestling Short a Day in May, a Twitter hand, uh, hashtag. Um, when I clicked that handle, that hashtag, like, uh, it was not pro wrestling t-shirts, it was amateur wrestling t-shirts. Like, who knew that was still a thing? Um, that upset me, so I created the hashtag pro wrestling short a day in May. Uh, so, basically, take a picture of the wrestling shirts you got, use the hashtag, and, um, let's try to get a wrestling sort of day in May, a thing for pro wrestling. I've already done one yesterday, uh, and even in front of this, uh, the show Drew ha has as well. But I didn't see you do one, Scooter. What the hell? Uh, that's because I don't have any more wrestling shirts. How dare you! I dress like an adult. No. <laughs> I've seen what you wear to sleep, Scooter. <laughs> hey, what I wear to sleep is my own business. And just just because you happen to see that banana hammock doesn't mean a thing. Now, uh, now that we're done getting ourselves over and other shit that we like, um, ten minutes into the show already, um. It's time to talk about bad news, but maybe good news for us. Eva Marie is back. 
Oh, good lord. I mean, I, I swear, somebody up there is looking down on us and is essentially looking to punish us for the names we've used for the worst wrestler question during the eight questions of doom. I think it's the opposite. I think um, God is throwing us a bone here. Well, you know that Eva Marie is going to come back as the most improved ever. You know that. That just has to be. That That's just our luck. I highly doubt that. I mean, she can't be any more better than Lana, and I mean, Lana has been there actually wrestling and getting and improving. Unless she, she spent two days in the hyperbolic time chamber with Tom Pritchard, The Rock, Cody Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes, all the greatest teachers in wrestling history, I highly doubt she could do a wrist lock, Scooter. No counterpoint? Um, um, no, no. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, some people rejoicing, some people are uh, screaming to the high heavens. Um, one thing that kind of came out of this uh, controversially was that people were saying uh, Mickey James had to get fired for them to bring uh, Eva Marie back. I highly doubt that that's the case, but what, what say you, Skittle? I think... Uh, Eva Marie was, uh, in that, uh, bag that Mark Carano sent Mickey James, and Mickey James just sent her back. <laughs> Seems like there's some, uh, still some sour grapes with Mickey James, unfortunately. <sighs> yep, um... Uh, Also, as of this broadcast, Daniel Bryan is officially a free agent. That's, that's correct. He is not re-signed. WWE is urging him to re-sign. Um, at this point, I, I wouldn't blame him if he didn't, uh, he wouldn't have to at this point. I think... How's that so? If, I mean, he's did everything he's you know, he's ever wanted to in his WWE career. Um, I mean, save from Winning a Royal Rumble, um, 
that would be the only real accomplishment left. Um, but I see if Daniel Bryan doesn't resign with the WWE, then he's not going to sign anywhere. That's an interesting point. I kind of feel the same way. I don't see Daniel Bryan going to AEW per se. Um, there, I would say the only real possibility for him to go somewhere else is maybe New Japan. And they would have to probably pay him a lot of money um, to get him into New Japan. Oh, uh, without a doubt. Um, I could, and this is gonna this is gonna transition into our next little piece of news. Um, if you if you've been paying attention, there is now a working relationship between MLW and NXT. I heard about that, but I didn't see it actually in, uh, you know, in play. It is official, and MLW, maybe on behalf of NXT and the WWE, I'm not sure because nobody has the exact information, but if you've been watching MLW, they've been indicating that a character named El Jefe was essentially the big bad. And then on the, I guess you could call it the season finale of MLW before they resumed taping again in two months, El Jefe was revealed to be none other than Lucha Underground's Dario Cueto. And he's revealing that he's building a new temple. Ooh. Could we um, see a Lucha Underground rebrand in the futures for MLW slash WWE? I I'm thinking that if they're good if they're letting MLW essentially operate as it is, then MLW is will, will probably be renamed, and they will. This will finally mean NXT can really be the third brand. You already thought it was the third brand. Y yes, but. It still, it still has that stigma of, oh, you got to go here before the main roster unless you're really, really special. Like Evil Marie. Exactly. Uh, and if Daniel Bryan resigns in a non-wrestling role, I probably see him essentially in charge of... Uh, 
Yeah, but, uh, head trainer. Would make a lot of sense. You know, he still loves wrestling. It's just a matter of, you know, not wanting to put his body through that anymore. Yeah. And um, speaking of returns, or maybe he never really left to begin with. Um, Mansoor made his Raw debut. Yes, and lost. Well, I mean, he was kind of up, up against Sheamus, but like, did we expect? But he, but he lost by disqualification. So, I mean, he wasn't pinned, and you know, they took him out of Carbonite. Uh, you know. When you when you're in there too long, you, you start to get sick, so you have to defreeze them so they could have a match or two, warm up, uh, and then you you put them back in um, carbonite, and uh, we'll see him on um, uh, wrestling uh, WWE Trustless on A and E in the next week or two, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, Jimmy Uso returned last night on SmackDown as yeah, as yep. well. J- yes, yes, and he's already causing trouble as Jimmy is responsible for what will now take place at WrestleMania Backlash as Roman Reigns defends the Universal title against Cesaro. Uh, now, we, now, we've been talking... Uh, and this will segue probably into another topic of news. Um, uh, we talked about, you know, Jay kind of having his coming out party while Jimmy was uh, away, kind of like show did. Um, now, and we were kind of saying, like, you know, now that show's back, uh, Yo is back, how does show go back? And he went back, dope, uh, IWGP tag. Junior Tag Champions. Um, same question. How does Jay go back to being tag team with Jimmy? See that that therein lies the question of do they attempt to roll the dice the same way they did with uh, with Jay with Jimmy, which would not make <coughs> Any sense on a uh, on any sort of level because there's nobody you could essentially do that with, unless you're going through, uh, unless you're going to attempt a Jimmy versus J match. How would we even call yeah. that? I mean, in fact. I, that's something I would probably see Roman order. Make uh, Jake whip, uh, crank out the whip, so to speak? Yeah. I mean, I, I could see Roman ordering Jay and Jimmy to fight it out for the right to be at next to him at the table. And then, then you take Jimmy and 
And do you, you do you could you do something else with him? Re re gimmick him. That'd be interesting, you know, have the Uso brothers have a little bit bit of a singles run. I mean, you know, I I see, you know, Jimmy Uso going the way of not not in life but in terms of career and push, and Umaga like push. Rebrand him as, as as something, and and put him on Raw. I was gonna say rename um um Deacon Jim uh Jimmy and have him be a a feature. No, no. Yes, absolutely. No. One hundred. Um, another thing uh, I talked about a little bit um, earlier was uh, showing Yo um, allegedly, and I say allegedly, tested positive for coronavirus. Um, um, New Japan postponed the uh, Big Show Wrestling Grand Slam earlier this week. Um, not as of this taping, I don't believe there's a a scheduled redate for that, but uh, 12 uh, wrestlers um, were told not to be um, going forward for the for the remainder of, because of safety risks with coronavirus and whatnot. Uh, Scooter, you have a little bit more information on this? Um, yes. Oh, no. It's, dang it, where? Okay. Where I hand it there it is. Okay. Uh yes. New Japan announcing two members of the roster have tested positive uh positive for COVID. Uh this was this was at least on May fourth. Um uh, I'm I'm sorry, May fifth. Uh um and Sho and Yo are believed to be the two that have it, uh, along with, just to name a few, Kazuchika Okada, Minoru Suzuki, El Desperado, uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, uh, all got pulled from uh, Wrestling Dontaku. Um, and that... Um, That essentially led to the uh yeah, um the the talent was pulled and as of right now Japan is um in a state of um What's 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 the appropriate word? Um, disarray. Um, now New Japan finds themselves flatly leading into uh, the Yokohama show on May fifteenth. 
this uh, state of emergency that um, has wiped out three of the uh, God, I can't even say it. Karakin, uh, I'm murdering that word. I'm sorry. I Correct? don't know what you're trying to say. Uh. The shows in between Dontaku and Yokohama, uh, which I'm assuming were part of the uh, Grand Slam, um, it, it, it's basically it's a huge uh, cluster. It's a huge clusterfuck right now. Um, it seems like, you know, New Japan was doing good with the, you know, coronavirus protocols and safeties and whatnot. Um, you know, they've been back for roughly around a year now. Uh, and this was their first major, you know, scale. Do you see that this is a fault of their own or just... Um, you know, just some bad timing, or just uh, a uh, what's the word for it? Um, a controlled incident. Shot and Freud up, maybe. Um, it, given what's essentially down the road. I mean, a ladder match for the custody of the Iron Fingers from Hell between Kamatanga and Taiki. Uh, Yano, um, yeah. and Evil. Yes, Yano and Evil. The blindfold went, match. That was a good yeah. match. Right. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just, I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words here. <laughs> so, um, you know, the big name out of that, all of that, is Kazuchika Okada. Uh, bad timing, obviously. He was supposed to go to uh, wrestle Will Ospreay at Wrestle Grand Slam. Um, bad timing, bad juju. What what's the future for Okada right now? I mean, given that uh, Okada was name dropped this past Wednesday on Dynamite by Don Callis, um, hardly thought that means anything. <laughs> of course, it doesn't. Um, because it came out of Don Callis's mouth. I mean, how do you know when Don Callis is lying? His mouth is moving. Um, Okada will recover. Even if... And it's, you know, it's not uh, confirmed that he actually has anything. Uh, as of right now, it just seems like it's a precaution, so he doesn't yeah. get it. Yeah, I mean, exhibit, they were exhibiting symptoms. That's all... That's all that can be said right now. 
Right. Um, somebody th- that's also exhibiting uh, symptoms is NXT and AEW, as they um, as the rumors are kind of killed for Tessa Blanchard coming to either of those companies. Uh, there was heavy rumors that the uh, the diamond the diamond gimmicks in NXT. Not- the diamond mine, the, the diamond, MMA. Yeah, the diamond mine is uh was Tessa Blanchard. Um but they, they said that that wasn't to be, if you believe who said this. Um Scooter, do you think we'll ever see Tessa Blanchard on uh T V again? Um not on WWE T V, that's for sure. What about AEW TV? Probably not either. So the answer is no. The Which answer is, is a, a hard no. Makes you wonder who's um who's the diamond mine now. It looks like it's not about the return of any particular superstar. Just somebody new. No. Oh, a, a return. No. A division. Oh my god. Are you saying that this is uh, a brawl for all? Nobody exactly knows except that it is a concept. It is not about the return of a particular female superstar. Um, This could be... I mean, it could be a female-only division, but... Why would you advertise it on NXT? This is more than likely probably. If I say if I can say anything, my assumption is something akin to the May Young Classic. Yeah. All right. Or 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 maybe even Queen of the Ring. Queen of Alright. Uh conclude our news for tonight. Um and now a quick word from our sponsors. Rogue Energy, the only gaming drink company in the world with four unique product lines to suit your task at hand, whether it be juices, shakes, smoothies, and everything else in between. Their low-calorie, no-sugar energy formula is the perfect alternative to sugar-filled canned energy drinks and sodas. Their extreme formula provides the most energy, focus, and sports performance possible. Their hydration line offers focus, ingredients without the added caffeine. Drink it anytime you're thirsty. And their shake formula is so delicious. Who doesn't love a cookies and cream, zero-calorie 
Energy Milkshake. First and foremost, they've designed every Rogue product line with performance and effectiveness in mind. It is critical that you look at the nutrition panels of drinks when comparing options. There are countless off-brands out there that are presenting low-quality, poorly-dosed formulas that amount to expensive caffeine water. Every formula they produce is designed with optimal levels of high-quality ingredients. Additionally, you won't find a powdered gaming drink brand that dissolves better. No need to have chalky textures in your drink. Their taste profiles are unmatched, specifically designed for gamers, athletes, students, entrepreneurs, people with hectic schedules, individuals with low energy, podcasters who can't shut up, people who are health conscious, and so much more. Great as both a pre-workout and as a coffee energy drink replacement. Specifically designed every Rogue product line to be the best gaming drink on the planet. Rogue energy, more energy, more focus, more wit. Use promo code WRESTLINGE for 10% off your next purchase. And we are wrestling with AW Blood and Guts Review. We're talking about AEW Wednesday Night TV. Because we got nothing better to do. If you can call it that, um, because uh, AEW is issuing a lot of uh, refunds for the people that showed up, they believed that Blood and Guts was going to uh, be an entire card. But the matches we saw were taped in advance. Because there was no way they were going to build that gigantic cage and deconstruct it in the time frame of a two-hour show. Exactly. Exactly. And then the matches that came before were watched on screen. I mean, I would ask for a refund just for the finish of the last match, honestly. Considering what bullshit that was, uh, but I, we'll get yeah. into that. <laughs> um, you know, what wrestling fans here? Would would you pay money to see one match and then essentially a a movie theater experience for the rest of it for an hour? Well. I mean, back in the day, that's what people used to do before uh, pay-per-view. That was the days of uh, closed-circuit television. Um, you know, the WWE would, when the the shows were sold out in the Garden Madison Square Garden Arena, they would sell tickets uh, for you to watch it in the Madison Square Garden Theater. Um, but this, this is essentially, it can be considered fraud. Um, they advertised that it was one match. Yeah, yes, they, they advertised that it was one match that was happening on Dynamite, the intent 
of believing there were other matches taking place live would be implied, given the precedent. If anybody chose to pursue this legally, and nobody will, because nobody cares. Um, we're looking at you, Cinema Girl. But, I mean, AEW knows they messed up. Um, well, and I mean, that's it. I mean, that's to really it. my own question, I probably wouldn't, you know, Chris Jericho is my favorite wrestler. Santana and Ortiz are probably my, one of my favorite tag teams. Um, that being said, I'm not going to sell out a crap load of money just to see one match with a bad finish. Yeah. You know, maybe if it was, you know, the WWE World Games, you know, Undisputed Era against somebody, but this match, no, no. No, that's not going to be a good story, no. And considering that prior to it, we learned that, that, uh, that Pack and Orange Cassidy are competing for the number one contendership to the AEW championship. Oh, well, and it looks like, yeah. <laughs> like Orange Cassidy is getting the rub here. We'll, we'll get into that in a, in a moment. Uh, let's let's go through it. John Moxley and Eddie Kingston defeated Kenny Omega and Michael Naka Naka Nakazawa with Don Callis. Um, originally, uh, Kellis announced that Omega was not there and Nakazawa was going to have to go at it uh, on his own. Uh, of course, then Omega shows up. And. What do you think uh, about Nakazawa wrestling in. Um, clothes? Khakis and. Uh, and a. Uh, a short. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's nice to see him in men's clothing again. Um, I mean, anything other than a dong, right? I mean, that is the closest we will ever see Michael Nakazawa holding any sort of title. Oh, is no. him is him holding the belts for for Kenny? Unless they find a surgical way to uh, put them inside of Michael Nakazawa. Um, next match, uh, Cody Rhodes with Arn Anderson defeated QT Marshall. Uh, during the match, QT pulled his pants down to get out of a pinfall. Uh, Scooter, have you ever pulled your pants down to get out of a situation? Oh. Hmm. A lot, a couple of times, but I don't think they could be told. Um, live on, uh, <laughs> 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 on, on, I, 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 I don't think the devil would be able to listen 
the stories where I've had to take my pants off to get out of situations. <laughs> so, Cody beats QT Marshall, um, kind of kills the rivalry a little bit, don't it? Uh, yes. Yes. Um, I mean, considering that essentially AEW is trying to turn essentially the Monster Factory into a, uh, into its own stable. Um, and clearly the, the one they want to push out of this is Anthony Agogo. They're all uh, a go-go on Anthony. Oh, I mean, considering we just had somebody on Dark Elevation named Will All Day. All Day a go-go? Ah! Make, Tony Khan, make, make the tag team now, damn it. We, we will give you our 15 cents in ad revenue. Well, if only, only if we'll let we'll let you have it for free if you give us an interview with your with your top talent, you know, cinema girl. Uh, next, uh, next part, uh, next uh, thing that happened on the show, uh, Eden Page and uh, Scorpio Sky drew Darby Allen down a flight of stairs. Yeah, good. Ay ay ay. I'm just disappointed he didn't go down all of the stairs. There were more stairs for him to go down. I mean Okay. James is a fan of dying, apparently. <laughs> um just commit to it, damn it. If you're going downstairs and there's more stairs to be go down Go down the damn stairs. Okay, I'll throw you down a flight of concrete stairs. Will you commit? Well, why are you throwing me down the stairs? Is it part of an angle? <laughs> Is it Who for cares? charity? <laughs> no, it's just it's just for fun. Why not doing it if I'm, if it's just for fun? That's not my <laughs> idea of a good time. And <laughs> <laughs> all seriousness, uh. Darby did say that he uh he messed up his shoulder uh during the fall. Um, you see him bouncing back easily, or is this maybe um this is TNT Championship run uh, cut short here? I mean, Darby will Dar Darby could lose an appendage and still want to wrestle. Um. So then he should be fine, right? Yes. I mean, I would also, for for somewhere down the line, it 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 is obvious that Ethan Page is likely going to be the next TNT champion, and I think. They're going. To, I think they're going to attempt 
to put Darby in some crazy gimmick match with Kenny uh, after Double or Nothing. Interesting. If he doesn't lose the belt to Barnes Cassidy. Alright, um, next match with Baker DMD with Rebel, not Reba, defeated Julia Hart. That happened. Yes, a, a, a Hart family member was on Dynamite. Was he technically a Hart? Yes. Oh, well, really? Yes, she is from Calgary. JR said it himself. Um, <laughs> so if your name is Hart and you're from Canada, you are technically a part of the Hart family? Yes, yes you are. Alright, I'm moving to Calgary and I'm changing my name. Alright, uh, uh... Okay, no, she's not actually a member of the Hart family. <laughs> um... Talk about false advertisement, damn it. Uh, I believe her actual uh, her full name is uh, Julia Hardowitz. So she's Barry Hardowitz's daughter? No, Hardowitz. Let's make it a thing. <laughs> For the purpose of this, uh, of this podcast. She's Barry Horowitz's daughter. Alright. <laughs> uh, AEW World Tag Team Championship number one contender four-way match. SCU defeated Varsity Blondes, Jurassic Express, and the Acclaimed. Uh, my favorite part of this match? Jungle Boy's entrance. What's a second, s- second favorite part? Uh, Max's rap. <laughs> hey, what was that all about? Now, see, now I can't remember the lyrics, but I remember something. He said that, um, he said that uh, Brian Pillman will be on Dark Side of the Ring soon. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Luchasaurus uh, will be fossil fuel, and um, he called the young bucks the young cucks. Cucks, yes, that's it, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, SCU is the logical, uh, it's a logical choice. Also, they've got that stipulation where when they challenge for the tag titles, if they don't win, they're done as a tag team. Um, I expect uh, Christopher Daniels' twin brother to show up. With a with a convincing toupee? No, Adam Pierce. Oh. You did. You did. You haven't seen. You haven't seen this stuff on Twitter about people claiming that Adam Pierce and Christopher Daniels are the same person. No, no I have not. Right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and and Frankie Kazarian is still trying to kill me. So. 
Give him another reason to try and kill you? I mean, getting to second base with another man's wife is enough reason for him to want to kill you. Yeah, we won't go into that right now. Um, do you think that this is the twilight of Christopher Daniels' career and um, this might be the last um, his last big run? I I really wish it wasn't because Christopher Daniels really was never meant to be stuck in the tag team division anywhere. True, but if, like, I mean, I if, think if, it's injuries. All the injuries I mean, acquired. I mean, before Brian Danielson before Samoa Joe were on the radar, everyone was talking about Christopher Daniels. I mean, I always wonder what it would have been like if, you know, he actually was the the higher power in in WWE. I mean. Talk about I mean, I, I, I could write a book full of what if situations. In fact, I'm actually going to do that. Uh, more on that uh, in a number of months. Um, but I can only hope that. Christopher Daniels, who, let's face it, he's in the twilight of his career. It's winding down. Unfortunately. And I'm hoping just one, one run where we could say he's been world champion of a major promotion. And I'm sorry, I'm not counting Ring of Honor in that. Boo. But yeah. No. I mean, was was Daniels ever Impact World Champion? I don't think so. He's been ex-division champion for sure. But yeah. But no, I don't believe he was ever that's for even uh, Impact Champion. That really sucks if you think about it. Yeah. Um, and literally everybody and their uncle was Impact Champion. Yeah. I mean, I was Impact Champion for a week. I was, was Impact. Uh, yeah, I was Impact Champion for a week and a day. Trying to act to me. Always. AEW Double or Nothing World Championship announcement. Uh, it was announced by Tony Schiavone that um, the Bastard Pack and Swesley Squeeze uh, Orange Cassidy will wrestle next week on uh, Dynamite to determine the number one contender for Kenny Omega's AEW World Championship. 
hypothetically speaking, if um if uh the pack pack and uh Arts Cassidy formed the tag team, would they be the freshly squeezed bastards? <laughs> the fresh. <laughs> I mean, hmm. Let's see, punk, punk. No. They they be uh, they be pack a punch. <sighs> All right, so let's talk about it. Uh, is Orange Cassidy getting a AEW Championship match? Oh, good lord. Um, if he is, he ain't winning it. Could you honestly say that the way that they've been booking AEW right now? No, no. I mean, let's talk about that for a minute. What would Orange Cassidy be at, like as AEW World Champion? Uh, he'd literally like, uh, Orange, you gotta defend your title tonight against. Uh, off the top of my head, uh, the Dark Order's 10. Eh. Okay, but that's what everybody says about Wrestling Gib. What do you really think? Eh. So, the whole title would run would be. Eh. Yes. Um, the, the the thing is that is that Cassidy's gotta evolve as a character. Give him a Red Bull. We don't, no, we don't have flying. He already flies. He's the living embodiment of an Alanis Morissette song at this point. He's got one hand in his pocket and the other one throwing a Superman punch, orange punch. Oh. Cassie needs to show that he can go beyond being able to get the simple action of putting your hands in your pockets over. I mean, you know, didn't he kind of do that by beating Chris Jericho? Yes, but it was in such a... Well, I mean, yes, he did beat him that first time, but that's like... It's like when... The Hurricane beat The Rock two <laughs> weeks before WrestleMania 19. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and then, of course, some overtly silly gimmick match, Mimosa Mayhem. Which yeah, should have worked. Designed to, 
I mean, which is literally designed to ensure that, that Cassidy could win and it takes nothing away. It took nothing away from Jericho. Um, he fell into a bat of hardships. Um, Cassidy, again, he needs to show he's more. Otherwise, we could be looking, I mean, we won't be looking, but the possibility of having a world champion who won't take having the title seriously? Interesting concept. I mean, there's a few. I could make the argument that there was a few champions that did that. But, yeah, uh, but I mean, but I mean, literally, I mean, Orange Cassidy is essentially Raven without the brooding, and 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 before the WWE Hardcore Championship and the summer camp scoring. Yes, and and having Sandman over for pool parties. Wow, that's a visual. So what, you, uh, don't, you don't remember that in WCW when we were going to get Raven versus Roddy Piper? Uh, I can watch WCW now. Oh man! After after my time, no, before my time. When was that? <laughs> My grandfather uh, watched WWF exclusively. <laughs> uh, your, your time is uh, a week from Tuesday. Okay, good. Start the next interview. Alright, so uh, the pack not winning this match, right? Um, based on everything that happened, I mean... I wouldn't be surprised if AEW just gives it to Pack based on the history, of course, because they go over the fact that wins and losses matter. And I'm doing really big air quotations. It's a it's an audio only podcast, Scooter. That's why I just said I'm doing air quotations. Um. If if Orange Cassie doesn't win, then AEW is just screwing with us, and they have no idea what they're doing, and they're booking will be definitively. We already we're already going to get the possibility that their booking is fucked six ways from Sunday. And we'll get to that in one moment, for sure. But they're pushing Cassidy, but they, they will give it to Pack. 
So that brings us to the last match, the main event. The Pinnacle defeated the Inner Circle in a blood and guts match. Um, MJF threatened to draw Chris Jericho off of the cell if they didn't submit and give up. Uh, the uh. rest of the Inner Circle did so, and he drew Chris Jericho off anyway. Ugh. Who booked this shit, Scooter? Why would MJF as somebody and essentially the hostage taker does not work when the hostage is three, four times bigger than him. There were four of you. What was to stop you, any of you, from climbing up the side of the cage where Chris was? Or better yet, catch him. As Sachi Blackheart said on Twitter. You could have climbed up behind. I mean, you know, I almost expected Sting to descend. <laughs> if he didn't come during the Derby segment with the snow, I don't think that he was going to. Well, I mean, considering that uh, Chris Jericho Insting is coming down the pike in the future. Um, but you know, MJF as the MJF is the brains. He's not the brawn. You've got shit to wallow. Like. The the inner circle shouldn't have cared if Jericho got thrown off. And now now that I now that I'm see, like seeing that that in that way it works that MJF is willing to go one step beyond. Rather than, you know, rather than, you know, have a heart. But I would see this, I'd take it more seriously if it was Chris Jericho threatening to throw MJF off. I mean, they were faces in the match, and which kind of doesn't mean anything in... AEW at this point, but you know, my biggest problem, the thing that got me was that they surrendered, that they gave up. Uh, you know, I expected the Pinnacle to win because, you know, they have to have that legitimacy of, of you know, of, of a faction. 
But, you know, you know, you could have had the same reaction and the same results if you would have pinned one of them. I mean, it, th that was just, okay, let, let's, let's break it down this way. Are AEW's matches, you know, good matches, decent matches, whatever you want to call them, are they ruined by bad, um, by bad finishes? It would seem so. Because we talked about this during, you know, the, the exploding barbed wire death match. And I'm pretty sure this wasn't the, uh, that was even the first bad finish that AEW did. Is this essentially, alright, fool me once, shame on you, fool me ten times, shame on us? That reminds me of Futurama. Fool me once, shame on me, fool me seven or more times. <laughs> um, God. I... I can't. I can't take AEW's booking seriously anymore. I mean, like, and to top it all off, it's it's not even an original finish. In fact. They bit it from a ninety-nine uh, title match from SmackDown, from an I Quit match between The Rock and Triple H, where the corporation were holding China hostage and threatened to harm China if Triple H did not quit. You know, I mean, is I there, mean you is know, there anything considered of an original finish at this yeah, point? Yeah, yeah. yeah, nothing's really original at this point, but you know, maybe if it was somebody else Besides Chris Jericho up there, Sammy, I, you know, at this point, I would have made it Sammy, and then I would have had Sammy join the Pinnacle. Hmm. Well. Well, we could speculate on what they should have done, and we could come up with 10 better results. But what they did is what they did. And I think that might be an issue for AEW following this. Or are, are they breaking trust between fans and 
fans and um and company, you know, besides you know a bad finish, keep in mind that you know the fans came only to see that one specific match that they were aware of. It seems like it's just one you know really bad mistake after another, or really strategic planning to screw the fans over. What what are your thoughts, Drew? At the, at this point, I don't know anymore. I I I am slowly. Uh, the 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 shiny veneer. Veneer uh, on AEW, you know, as the potential competitor to the WWE is all but gone at this point. Well, that's yeah. And I'm I'm not sure if there's anything. AEW can do at this point aside from have just just make it wrestling and, and, and you know third the, these good thirty-minute matches, you know, I'm 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 fucking babbling and it pisses me the hell off. But how about we end this on a good note? Uh, a little bit of a side note here, though. You got the results uh, for Chuck Spectacular Sony? No. But <laughs> damn it. We have uh the we have the six men that will compete uh to challenge Kenny for the Impact Championship. Uh, and that is we have Moose. Uh Trey Miguel, uh, and uh, Chris Sabin. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Chris Sabin, Trey Miguel, and Moose. Uh, competed. We'll compete next week. Uh. Um, yeah, and you had Kenny on Impact Wrestling this week. Um, okay, wait, okay. Saban, Chris Bay, Matt Cardona, Amy Callahan, Trey Miguel, and Moose. So it looks like, yes, we are getting Moose. Uh, very 
the only thing I want to bring up about from Impact is there was one match in particular that that took place that was very odd and out of place. And that's from my own backyard in Long Island and frequent AEW Dark and Dark Elevation competitor VSK went one-on-one with El Phantasmo. Hey, EOP. Good thing. Uh, I mean, so that's almost AEW versus New Japan on Impact. <laughs> and I bring that up not too long ago that they, we could have those taboo matches under the Impact uh, banner. Yes. Yes. But I mean, and, and, and keep in mind, El Fantasmo is is was listed as representing the Bullet Club. Well, yeah, he is Bullet Club. The rest uh, of AEW is Bootleg Club. I mean, but considering the fact when you have the you know the the, uh, the founders of the Bullet Club, you know, on the show, um, and considering it was the the VSKL Fantasma match was right after Doc Gallows versus Juice Robinson. It, uh, uh, I mean, AEW at this point might be contagious. <laughs> I mean, God, do I do I do I want do I want to do I want to go with this joke? Yeah, let's go. Uh, ah, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, go for it. AZW. And that will conclude our coverage of AEW Blood and Guts. Next week, um, more stuff to happen. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully there'll be more stuff and things. And if you like what we're doing, Please like, subscribe, comment, but on YouTube and CastBox. Of course, this show was sponsored by Rogue Energy. Use promo code Wrestling with E for 10% off your next order. Um, join us this Wednesday as we interview Travis Huckabee. Um, and join us on Twitter as well for uh, a pro wrestling short a day in Maine. You can find uh, the show at Wrestling with E, but on Twitter and um, and Instagram for all the latest news on um, all things wrestling with entertainment. You can find us individually as well. Um, you can find me at James J nine nine three. You could tweet 
at I am Calico asking why wasn't he on this show, damn it. Uh, and where can they find Scooter? As always, on Twitter at Scooter Dust and hold it down for the UNB Network at UNBS Wrestling. And please join me on the Smoking Dragons Twitch channel all throughout the month of May as we raise money for St. Jude's Children's Hospital. The Smoking Dragons channel is run by none other than the uh, son of former WWE superstar Rico Constantino. And I know him as Rico Jr. Twitch.tv backslash Smoking Dragons. Uh, for every $10 you donate, you're entered to win a, uh, a prize for that stream's giveaway. There's Smoking Dragons merch. Uh, yeah, we've got uh, tumblers that say Oh Hydrate on them. Uh, hoodies. Uh, and as well as some other good stuff, including co- copies of new Pokemon Snap, oh, and snap. Re- and Resident Evil Village, as well. Plus, who knows what else? And of course, yours truly will be joining Rico Jr. along with some of the other regulars for a number of games throughout the month, including Among Us, which I'm incredibly terrible at, <laughs> as I've come to learn. Um, but all in all, it's money for a great cause, and of course, you could end up you could end up winning something, which is always great, and I can't say enough nice things about Rico. Uh, he's a, a great guy, and you know what? He, he gives... A lot, even though he doesn't have that big of a Twitch following yet. He's going to get up there. He will. And I'm, you know, I'm honored to be a part of it. Uh, again, Twitch.tv, back to Smoking Dragons. And uh, hopefully I can talk James into trying out Among Us. It's certainly not out of the question. Yeah, and uh, that uh, you can find all that information on your uh, your Twitter as well, correct? Yes. Um, and as well, if you go to the Smoking Dragons uh, Twitch channel, you find the information for the Discord in there and the direct um, link. To donate, uh, and uh, of course, this weekend is the uh, you know, big Resident Evil Village release weekend. So that is where you will uh, find me commenting on Rico Jr. playing Resident Evil Village. And you can find that on. Scooter's uh, Twitter page and Wrestling With You will be retweeting it as well. We want to support, you know, we want to support everybody here and um, it's for a good cause as well. So, that being said, for 
Coleco Yacht Scooter Dust. I'm James Shea, and this has been Wrestling with Entertainment. Hey folks, this is the Colossal Mike Law, and you are listening to Wrestling with Entertainment. Enjoy the show, support these guys. We appreciate it very much. We'll see you at Rigside.